When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Playing with Squirrels, a Boy Meets World fan cast. You're going to hear a lot of noise around me because I am live at Monster Mania. And by live, I mean I am sitting at the convention floor with my good friend from San Diego, one of the coolest dudes I've ever met at Comic-Con, Joe of Fright School. Joe, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Joe. I'm from Fright School. Uh, We are here in beautiful East Coast, New Jersey, and uh, we're here to talk about some Boy Meets World. Uh, Finally, I get to talk about something that's not horror-related. So you can probably tell that my voice is at least moderately shot. So, not like uh, you haven't been talking to people all weekend, right? Yeah, so Joe might be taking a little bit of the reins here. But the episode we talked about was Pop Quiz, which aired today, March 10th, 1995. Uh, it is an episode that primarily focuses on Corey and Sean thinking that they're cheating for the pop quiz at school by studying. And uh, it also introduces or reintroduces Adam Scott. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, Griff Griffin, right? Griffin Hawkins, yeah. his full name. First of all, great name for a villain. Yeah. I mean, kind of a villain. He's one of those cool types. Uh, I do prefer. Um, I do prefer a Harley. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, because Harley's absolutely. more definitively a villain. Yeah, more definitively. He's also very much like that kind of like you know, uh, you know, yeah, very, greaser. Uh, very, very greasy. Very you know, but yeah. So we get Griffin Hawkins here. We get. Um, we get uh, I do love a good Ethan Supli uh, anything where he's just kind of there um, he's very funny on oh the yeah show. he's hilarious and you know it just we don't give him enough like we need to no. bring him back it's like what happened you know my name is Earl was not enough we need to give him more I'm sure he's like living off residuals from that oh, show though. absolutely <laughs> absolutely probably somewhere in like Pasadena just living it living it up <laughs> but uh, so that's like the B plot almost is the is the Harley like, replacement the, the Harley yeah. replacement and then we have uh, Joey and uh, Frankie looking to be their lackeys they're looking for other people um, landing on Eric yeah which is hilarious they dress all preppy and follow him around the school yeah and it's just like uh, what do you say it's like um, vertical stripes uh, are in and I'm like yeah you know for a big guy vertical stripes are very uh, very important um, very helpful. Yeah, very helpful. And the thing is, is that, like, for me, I'm one of those people, when I do my rewatches of Boy Meets World, I usually start around, um, I start around senior year. Yeah. That's when it gets really off the wall. Yeah. That's when it just gets bananas crazy, and then you have, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt on and all yeah. that stuff. So uh, The Scream episode, in general, is just a masterpiece. Yeah. But I, it's always good for me to just go back to the beginning and just go back to, like, season one and when he's, like, still a little kid and 
Feeny is a more like hands-on kind of role. I love their interaction with Feeny at the start of this episode. He's yeah. getting real mad. Yeah, he's just kind of like all oh, those kids. And the- I love that. And I love that it's like they basically just have blinders on mm-hmm. that they're upsetting him. Yeah, because they're like we were just standing here playing, and he started screaming at us like a crazy man. <laughs> like. And it just because that's also that's a that's a lovable Sean thing that just yeah. gets repeated. He's just like, "Hey, what's going on? I'm just I'm this lovable thorn in your side." Um, I will say though that it is a little like it's a little creepy probably now that like uh, Mr. Turner was like, "Yeah, just, just come to my apartment. Just yeah. come to my apartment on Sunday." Yeah. You know, I wrote that down too. That is a weird thing that didn't seem weird to me as a kid, but like as an adult, I'm like, "That's strange." Because and because when he said that, I was like. Oh, is Turner is Turner already Sean's guardian by this point? Nope, and it's like, no, he's just like, yeah, he's getting ready for a date. He's like half dressed, yeah, just like come to my apartment on a Sunday. And I'm like, how is that not a problem? How yeah. like when it, when it's re- when you reveal that the fact it's a bet between him and Feeney, like how did Feeney have was okay with all of that, <laughs> but you know not, you know, but cheating and uh, cheating quote unquote, yeah. And I will say this, I was that kind of student where, like, if I saw something that I was not supposed to see, I'd think I was cheating, oh, too. Oh, Corey's reaction was like, oh, my God, my stomach. Like, yeah. this is the Corey that I love. I yeah. love, uh, we always describe it as, like, old Jewish man Yeah, Corey. exactly, like, like spilkis. Like, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, the Taurus I'm going to get from this. <laughs> He's so good. And, like, Adam Scott is great in Yes. This. He's so good as this ladies' man character that, like, really doesn't have to put any effort into it. He just puts his arms out and just, like, four girls flock under them. Yeah. By the way, what... Like, I know it was such a testament of the time, the late 90s, but, like, the cuff over, like, part of the hand... Like Griff is like the long chain, and you know it's like it's not quite grunge, but it's also not preppy. Yeah, like he's very, you know, he's very high class in that regard. But it's also like high class, but trying not to be. Yeah, and it's just like all these oversized clothes and the hair. Just like this show really got hair right. I mean, this show and Friends, it was all about the perfect, hair. perfect yeah. hairs. Uh, there's a scene which has nothing to do with anything, where Morgan is making a sandwich. That's Lucky Charms and Cheese Whiz, and apparently it tastes amazing. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, by the way, Little Morgan. The best. Yeah, Little Morgan's, when you get to Little Older Morgan, not so much, but Little Morgan is the best. She's so cute. Yeah. And I'm not like a person that's like, oh, that kid's cute, but like, she's just genuinely cute every time that she says something. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed that we, like, you know, we had to... I mean, I like it in the trajectory of the show that we had to give, like, Alan something more that was just than, than being a, you know, being a grocer. Yeah. And we gave him, you know, more towards the end. But i just kind of bummed that we never really got to fully explore that going further. Like, yeah. Him just having the same job and everything. It, uh, that's the thing I do like about the show, though, is it's a very realistic snapshot of, like, my dad didn't have the same job throughout all of my yeah experience. Like, he got laid off, and then he had to find a new job, and, like... I think I saw my dad go through three or four jobs. So, like, there's an aspect of that that I really do appreciate because I'm sure connected for me that, like, yeah, this happens to people's parents. It's not just yeah. my dad that it's happening to. So one thing I'm curious about, and this is just a general question of the of Boy Me World in general. So, like, you grew up in, like, the Philly area, right? Yeah, and it didn't strike me as anything special that it took place in Philly until much later. Yeah. When I was like, man, this was, like, my hometown. Like, it was weird to me because at the time I was so young that I always heard people talk about the Phillies. Yeah. So when Corey's talking about the Phillies, I was like, yeah, that's just what people do. Yeah. (laughs) 
And it was just like, because like for me, growing up where I grew up on an island in the middle just like, okay, Philadelphia is like Ben Franklin, all of that over there. But it's so interesting to have, like, looking back on it now, how much I connected with a kid who was living on an opposite side of, of the world a like completely that. different lifestyle, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's a very well-written and well-thought-out show. Yeah. Um, trying to see if there's anything else, really, that I had to call out. Because it's the A and B plots are very straightforward. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot of twists and turns in there. Um, there is a cameo by, what was it, you say, uh, Eric Bannon? What, what's his? Oh, oh, God, we never, uh, he's like, he's, uh, he's, he plays Tommy. He plays the, the jock that uh, Griff uh, basically, you know, picked up his girlfriend. And he's done a lot of other, he's done a lot of other kind of like culty, fringy stuff. Um, I remember him from Six Feet Under, and I'm pretty, and uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, he was he can't hardly wait. He was like he was like that face of the '90s. He did some like really kind of risque indie films where it was like super in the he- super in sex. Eric Balfour, that's who there it, it is. is. Yeah, there it is. that's who it is. Known for Haven, Six Feet Under, Twenty Four, and Skyline. Exactly. Led Skyline made it on his top five or top four on IMDb. Uh, but yeah, just a really funny dude, really solid actor. Yeah. Great little cameo. It's like just one of those like, oh, there he is. Yeah, it's so weird when you watch, when you go back and you watch old TV shows where it's like, oh, look, this is probably your first role. I mean, we, we're at a convention where Danielle Harris is, and she's from Boy Meets World. Like, everyone did an episode yeah. of Boy Meets Harley World. Harley Kiner's little sister, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, that's really it, unless you had anything else you had to say about the storyline. What's your experience with Boy Meets World? You tapped on it a little bit, but like... Do you have oh, a nostalgia man. for watching this? Yeah. Oh, when they released all of the episodes on Hulu, I was totally in. Because I was on the verge of canceling my Hulu subscription to begin with. And I was totally in on it because me and my sisters were TGIF kids. Like, yeah. we were waiting for Sabrina and Boy Meets World and, oh my God, Teen Angel. I... And we brought it before. Teen Angel's so good. Yeah. And, like, if there was a show that deserves a Blu-ray release or something, I yeah. want Teen Angel on my DVD collection so yeah. bad. Because it's just, like, it, it, it's, it's you know, that was just a really, really cool, fun way. We were TGIF kids. We were SNCC kids. And Boy Meets World was definitely one of those where it was, like, oh, it was such a good, uh, such a good slice of life. It had a really great message. I mean... What what the episode where he talks about where he's the teacher for the day yeah. and he talks about and like it's like oh it's about some girl and the girl's Anne Frank and the Holocaust you know yeah. and then Eric's interracial relationship where you know they're calling her a name yeah. like it's it is there's those heavy ass episodes yeah. and they're really good they're yeah very good episodes yeah it made me really made me really nostalgic for a time um, like watching it now just made me nostalgic for having that kind of. Uh, having those kinds of shows for kids where you where every now and then you kind of push the needle forward and you talk about you do a very special episode but you also do it on that level and you're not afraid to be absurd about it yeah like when they form a union yeah like this whole thing it's like it's not really it's like yeah you could have studied and you were a good student but I think that also it's a nice reminder to re- for us to realize that like unlike Corey like m- me and my sisters we were all like kind of fairly high achieving like kids in school because that was the expectation from our parents yeah and you know it was more like us not wanting to disappoint them than them my parents being really overbearing and it was nice to see like this kid have like 
an entire show centered around him that also wasn't about his academic achievements. Yeah. And it was entirely about, like, just he's a good person. Yeah, learning how to be a good person. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, one last thing. Tell sure. everybody about Fright School real quick. Awesome. Well, Fright School is this great show that I've been a part of. Me and uh, my co-host Joshua, we do, um, every week on Mondays, we release an episode that is about uh, basically me watching a horror film for the first time. So, about three, four years ago, Joshua, uh, he started showing me these things, and I had never really seen any horror films. And so, he's re- and he's a lifelong fan, so he's reliving uh, seeing these classics over and seeing it through my eyes as a beginner. We kind of, he structures it like a, like a college course almost so we talk a little bit about we bring in like outside sources we talk a little about like cultural impact but it's been really fun for me to get to know um, so many years later than I feel like I should have get to know this entire culture and this um, interesting group of people about uh, that are all around the horror community yeah I mean I mean, we. I met you, and we're friends because of it. So, you know. And, and I, it's you know, this whole table. We so the table that we have at this Monster Mania convention, it's me, my brother, and Scott from Horror Movie Night. My friend Kyle, who I met from a podcast before Horror Movie Night. Jersey Ghouls, who I met at a convention. You, who I met at a convention. Josh, who I met when I was on your guys' show. It's like this giant. We just had a row of eight people who just kind of know each other from the internet. And then our friend Zach and Katie, who came over, who we just knew from the internet. Like, it's just a giant gathering of people from the internet. Yeah. Y'all, internet friends are real friends. And don't let yeah. anybody ever tell you, like, oh, you have friends on the internet. No. Internet friends are real friends. I check in on those people more than the people in my day-to-day yeah. life most of the time. Absolutely. I'm like, you know what? I, sometimes I'll be like, hey, y'all, you okay? Do you need anything? Yeah. Like, yeah. When uh, Jackie from uh, Jersey Ghouls, she picked us up at the airport. We had never met her but it was like we you know we had been following each other on instagram and are like on social for a long time already leading up to it so it's like we feel like we knew them and then it just grew the bond just grew so yeah, yeah. this is a great weekend yeah absolutely well thank you so much for coming all the way out here and joining us on the show i'm so glad i'm thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about something that was not horror <laughs> always for a little always. bit when i'm in san diego let's do another one yeah we're gonna do another one all right yeah.